Welcome to another episode of the Walk the Line podcast. I'll be your host, Greg Sowers, and joining us for episode 25 today, our returning co-host, Alex Walker. How's it going, Alex? Hey, Greg. Doing well. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for hopping on again. Um, we got an exciting interview, um, and we talked about in previous episodes of, uh, you know, guys who want to share their stories to us, us actually to, to share those stories and um, this particular player came through via Instagram and looking forward to hearing what he has to share about the Israel Elite Hockey League. Um, and that's going to be Cam Angus. How's it going, Cam? Good. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on. Um, so as I mentioned for our listeners, um, Cam is currently uh, a player for uh, well, in the Israel Elite Hockey League for the Batyam Dolphins. Um, and we'll obviously get to that um, as we go through the podcast. But, you know, just getting started, as we do with most of our guests. Um, Cam, how did you uh, get started playing playing hockey? Uh, so started as an inline guy, um, but started in the driveway with my dad at about five or six years old. And then uh, all the neighborhood kids got involved with it. So from there, it turned into street hockey and then garage hockey whenever it was too dark to see outside and so it just kind of <laughs> kept going from there yeah so and I should have uh, asked you this but where I guess was this all in Tennessee you started playing Raised in Hendersonville. got it got it so I guess what was your you know you're in Hendersonville you're um, a 95 birth year I believe yes, um, so I guess what what was your you know how did you get involved with hockey? Was it the Predators? Um, how, how did that come about? Or was it just, you know, picking up sticks in the in the, the street there and playing? Uh, so a little bit of the Preds. And then uh, my dad was from Toronto. So hockey runs deep in this family. But uh, so a little bit of him and then a little bit of the Preds. And then I played every sport too. Soccer wasn't my thing. Basketball wasn't my thing. Um, so ended up getting the hockey and... It, it stuck. Yeah. And then, so I guess was that, um, well, you mentioned roller hockey, but I guess you would start playing at Centennial then, right? Yeah. The, uh, the yeah. 5 a.m. days of Sunday mornings at Centennial. <laughs> we yep, still have those. Yeah. <laughs> still have those. And it still looks the same as it did probably, you know, 20 years ago. Probably um, new side, right? But pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, you mentioned your dad and, and, you know, from Toronto and obviously being, uh, Canadian, like there's the, the hockey link there, but, um, was it, you know, were you the one who said, I want to start playing hockey or did your dad like, you know, let you try it out and you kind of just took off from there? Um, I mean, yeah, there was really no push. I mean, as far as that I can remember, um, it kind of just, I think it started with me. I mean, I got yeah. hit in the face playing goalie one day in the driveway. I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. Sign me up. Let's do more. <laughs> but, and, but, uh, but you are not a goalie, right? No, I'm not a goalie. Um, yeah. yeah. It takes a special kind of person. To, yeah. To crazy, but not that crazy. Right. 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 Um, so, you know, you're, you're playing, I, I'm guessing house league at Centennial, you're playing street hockey. Um, I guess what was your, your youth program growing up? Was it, you know, just house league or was it the flyers or I'm not even sure if the junior preds were around when you were. Uh, so up, junior but. preds weren't a thing yet. It was uh, Southern flyers and ice tigers were the big ones. Um, so I think I tried out for the flyers, like my 12 U year and didn't make it, but I ended up just playing like house all-stars and wrote out the house program. And then 
got to high school and then ended up playing a little bit of travel in high school. But I mean, growing up, it was always house league, a house league all-star. Okay. Well, so you were, so house league then, and then I guess you're saying you didn't, you know, play double uh, A AA or triple A uh, from what I'm understanding. So uh, did it, you, you just kind of walk on to the, the high school team your freshman year at uh, yeah, Hendersonville? Yeah. So, um, I mean, Hendersonville, like it's, I mean, I'm, I know you're on like the Northern side of town, but uh, Hendersonville, I mean, it's, there's not a ton of hockey here. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's like station camp who had their own team, JP two, who had their own team. Um, and then there's Hendersonville. So you're kind of surrounded by other schools. So um, really, I mean, competition was slim. We'll put it that way. Right. <laughs> um <laughs> But I mean, not to like toot my own horn, but like I was a pretty decent player. So um, my like eighth grade year of middle school, like I was already practicing with the high school. So I mean, I was I was on the radar. Um, okay. But, I mean, as far as like competition and other kids, and you know, having to go out and fight for it, not not too much. Yeah. Yeah. When you were when you were playing Hendersonville, did you, well, you were you guys scholastic as in were you guys just Hendersonville or were you combined with other schools? Oh, uh, we were just Hendersonville. So I mean, oh, okay. I, I look at it now, and I mean, it's unfortunately it's regressed to where you know it takes four schools to field one team. But back then, I mean, we had a full team and some scratches every game. Yeah, the uh, high school. I mean, I'm not sure how much in tune you are with it now, but I mean, I think we only have maybe six or seven scholastic schools so um a lot of us now are combined yeah. I know we're, we're some at page alex you're mount juliet green, green hill lebanon yep yeah so it's uh i mean there's pros and cons to it obviously but um you know it's it's good to see natural hockey's growing um yeah you know through, as we go but uh so when you were playing high school um was was that the only uh you know hockey you were doing or were you also doing house league and uh potentially travel um in high school i played uh 18uj preds they were a thing probably like around my like freshman year it started um Mm -hmm. and so by my senior year i was um playing for the double a team got it got it okay so from you know uh playing high school in nashville at hendersonville you um decided to go to eastern kentucky and play a little bit of uh well four years of acha club hockey with eastern kentucky university um how did that opportunity come about you mean were you set on the school and they had a hockey team or did the the hockey team reach out to you uh for the team obviously dude i didn't even know this place existed (laughs) Um, (laughs) i'll put it that way where is eastern kentucky yeah it's uh it's in (laughs) richmond it's right by lexington Oh, okay. Oh, okay, but the one really cool thing that uh, our J-Preds coach would do is anytime we would go to a tournament, he would invite all the club coaches. So mm-hmm. we'd go play in like Cincinnati, and so the Xavier coach would come out, the UC coach would come out, Dayton coach. So a lot of like the surrounding club coaches would come out and talk to us and give us this feel on their program and, you know, kind of try and sell it to us. So uh, yeah. There was one weekend where we were in uh, Springboro, Ohio. We were playing in this metal barn. There were like three feet of snow outside. It was the coldest experience of my life. Um, <laughs> but the EKU coach was there, and he had a group of us, and he was just telling us about the program, telling us about the school. And then uh, 
we ended up actually driving by the campus on the way home. We took a little detour and so went and looked at the school, met up with him and he treated me like I was a five-star recruit. Like it was amazing. He yeah. gave me a tour of the whole campus. He let me tour like the, they're not D1, they're FCS and a lot of programs. So, I mean, they're mm -hmm. not like the big leagues, but like I got to go through all their locker rooms, their weight rooms, like meet all their big guys. Um, he introduced me to the head of the program. So he made the visit like really, really, really good. And then uh, senior night came around and I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to go there. Um, yeah. It was between that or like Tennessee Chattanooga and not even play hockey again. Yeah. Um, so I was like, ah, okay, I'll keep playing. Like I'll go there, I guess. Um, and then yeah. it ended up being a great decision from there out. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, again, obviously not knowing where Eastern Kentucky University is, you wouldn't have probably ended up there if they didn't, you know, come watch you play and, and have a spot for you on the team. Oh, I was set on going to Tennessee Chattanooga and hanging them up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and, and this is a, a lack of research on my part, but I know, I, well, I think Kentucky um, does that midnight club hockey game. I think it's yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, did, it's a big did one. You, did you get to be a part of that? Would you play that? Um, so, yeah, we shared a rink with them. Um, okay. So we were about 30 minutes away from the rink, and they were about 10 minutes away from the rink. Uh, okay. So we each had our own locker room on separate sides of the ice. And then we had a storage room and I'm not sure. I think they took their stuff to and from the rink since they were so close. Mm -hmm. uh, but the rink would give us our games after public skate. So Solid. they would always be an 1155 puck drop. And so sometimes Ooh. you'd walk in and there'd be two people doing public skate. Sometimes you walk in and there'd be a hundred like, it was it was hit or miss, and it was really frustrating whenever no one was out there. Was that um, at the? Um, did you play where the where the Ice Cardinals play? Or is that my no? Team? They uh they are in Louisville, so they're about oh, right. an right. hour and a half away. What rate did you uh, play at? The Lexington Ice Center. Yeah. Okay, that's right. So yeah, we shared a rink with them. We had the same game times, and then uh, my sophomore junior and senior year we started a trophy game with them um so up until then we weren't playing each other like we just kind of avoided each other and then sophomore year we picked that rivalry back up so are you saying all of your games were if you had a home game they're usually that late at night yeah it, it did a, it <laughs> did it was it was terrible um well, what, they what did have a back rink they had a back rink. It burned down, unfortunately, but they had a back rink that was even smaller because um, the main ice isn't even regulation. The neutral zone is very small, um, but they had a back rink that was even smaller, and then we could play games out there um, and have a better ice time because no one really wanted to use that ice, and so we could fit, like, maybe 50 fans in there but i mean at midnight we still pull like 300. yeah so i mean you know being at eastern kentucky and you mentioned it's not you know a d1 school um i mean you guys being the hockey boys was it were you kind of uh the big dogs on campus like and, and people wanted to come to the games i mean what kind of what were your fans like at eastern kentucky for the most part it was if you knew you knew if yeah. you didn't know then you ended up finding out so we, uh, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was one year where we came in second for ticket sales. 
Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so, I mean, despite being 30 minutes off campus and games at yeah. midnight, and we charge $5 for a ticket, but, I mean, there are people that would see us and go, oh, you're on the hockey team, or, oh, my gosh, like, we want to come hang out with the hockey guys, and, like, I mean, I'm not going to say it was, you know, like, royalty or anything like that, but, I mean, people yeah. kind of knew who we were. It was a really cool feeling for a while. Big, big fish in a small town, but in a good way. Yes, Greg, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna ask. I mean, I don't think I. I mean, I had a a cup of coffee playing, you know, pro hockey. I played two games, and I think that's the only time people actually got charged to watch me play. So I mean, second <laughs> coffee, you even have to get sales like MTSU here. I don't even think the club hockey, you know, charges to see their games. So I mean, you're you're a bigger deal than uh, than a yeah, lot no of other kidding. kids. So so that's pretty yeah, cool. So and you know, I don't know. And I mean, like I got to, during my time there, I was the general manager and the president of the team, but just like seeing how some of those teams operate and seeing how you have to operate, like, I mean, it's, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, and we just had, um, and it'll be released, um, well, I guess before this episode comes out, but um, we talking to an MTSU guy and he's the, uh, the president and he was just sharing, you know, you know, all these programs are, uh, club hockey programs are student run and all the work that goes in from the player standpoint, not only on the ice, but the stuff they have to do off the ice and, and scheduling games and recruiting. And um, oh, I can yeah. imagine you went through a lot of the same stuff, fundraising, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so you did three years. And again, this is from elite prospects. So if I'm wrong, it's their fault, but you did three <laughs> years of, of ACHA uh, D2 and then your senior year, you played ACHA D3. Was that just a program change or you did just decide to, to play the, for the D3 team? So we we were never very great um, as a team. So, I mean, in D2, like the bottom of the barrel, I mean, it's the bottom of the barrel. Like they're still not great. We still managed to win games. Um, mm -hmm. But my freshman year, um, the coach kind of told us that it was going to be rough. So we only won like, <laughs> That's two what games. you want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Look, I I just got the team like two years ago. There's some some fat that needs to be trimmed, but it'll get better." And we we're like, "Okay, yeah. man, like whatever you say." Um, but yeah, so freshman year we won two games. It was terrible. Uh, sophomore year we won like ten games. It got better. Junior year we won a lot of games. Um, it was awesome. And then senior year, we had the opportunity to join a conference. Like every year, the team like got better and better and better and better. And like things got smoother and smoother. So it really was like we had to get rid of some guys. And then the people that wanted to play and see it grow were there and it grew. Um, so we did that. And then we joined the Indiana conference with Butler, IU, uh, Purdue, um, trying to think who else was in there. I think Ball State had a team. Um, and then there are a few other teams, but we ended up going to a conference championship that year and we lost to IU. But I mean, from winning two games to a conference championship, like, I mean, it was a great experience. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So, um, you know, you get through your, your college career, um, and it, it looks like you took a, a few years off before. I mean, you might have been playing beer league or, or something like that, but it looks like a you took a few hiatus. years off. A brief yeah. hiatus. <laughs> Honing your skill. Yeah. Um, so, and again, um, you know, current player for the, the Batium Dolphins in the 
Israel Elite Hockey League. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> um, so I, I was it, you know, did you reach out to them? Were they scouting? Um, I'm just I'm so interested to, you know, learn how you you ended up there. So college ended and um, I used my degree for about two months and then hated it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I went and worked with True Temper, like I was working in the hockey industry. So like I was working their social media, like it was cool for a month. And then it was like, all right, yeah, this isn't it. Yeah. Um, so I ended up coming back to Nashville from Memphis and then um, started, you know, just being an adult, going to work, uh, started personal training and stuff like that. And then one day my sister sent me this link and was like, look at this new league that started. You should go. Um, so I looked at it and it was just an open application. Like, hey, we're trying to start this league over here. This is what we're trying to do. Um, if you think you might be interested, fill this out. We'll give you a call. We'll go from there. So I just kind of said, what the hell and filled it out. And then a week later, I got a call from a guy and he just kind of talked me through the league and walked me through everything that they were trying to do. And um, they kind of verify a little bit with elite prospects. Um, so it's not like total scrubs, but it was the first year. So they right. were just kind of trying to prove the pilot and seeing, you know, if you could make it over there and if you could skate. So yeah. um, fortunately, I could do both. Um, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so. And, and and it looks like um, the team actually, so you were on the team the very first year it was a team. Is that correct? Yeah, I was the first person, and I'm not going to yeah. lie, that's why I'm the captain. <laughs> there you go. Aside so, yeah, I was your natural leadership qualities. Yeah, right. the great leader, right. but also the first one there. That's cool. I was going to get into you know, the, the specifics of you know the team, and I, I have a bunch of questions about what it's like playing over there and everything, but um, if you could just kind of go into, you know, I, I think, I believe there's eight teams. Um, obviously, it's in Israel. Um, I had to take a geography lesson to remind myself where all <laughs> where everything is over there. But um, you could just talk a little bit about, you know, the, the league and the amount of teams and kind of the I mean, if if, you know, you guys get fans and, and things like that. Um, so it's grown every year. Uh, our mm -hmm. first year, like I said, the proof of the pilot was, you know, if you could get there, if you could skate. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so. We played on this little tiny pond of a rink. Like it was big enough for four on four. Um, like it was, it was the most fun hockey I've ever played. I love it. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, space wise, it was about like lengthwise half, half of a regular rink. So from red line to inboard. <laughs> but you were still playing five on five. No, we were playing four on four. Like oh, that's all that okay. could fit. So no, no icing. So, I mean, it was just like, you turn around, it's a breakaway the other way. Like it it's was, like a, you were kind of like the first, like three ice league. Like the three yeah, it was, it's, I mean, it's almost like the lab almost. Yeah. I think yeah. of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was our first year. And then our second year, um, we moved to a new place, which is about like 40 minutes outside of Tel Aviv in a town called Netanya. And so it's, I think it's Olympic. It's in between Olympic and NHL. It's massive. Um, yeah. But we moved there and then we added two new teams the second year. 
Um, so one of them is a team of guys that are from Israel um, and they all work at the rink pretty much. Um, so they ended up winning it that year. They went undefeated. And then they also won again this year. They're really freaking good. Um, but this year we added two more teams on top of that. One of them being the U20 Israeli development team. Um, oh. And then another team was just another team that was needed. So we had eight this year. And then the Natanya team beat us for the championship this year. Okay. And so I, I guess my, my next question about the, the league, um, you know, ha- I guess so. And I, I know about some European leagues where they just, you know, play in the summer. I think it's Alex. We were talking about this before we hopped on the call. I think the Australian league they play in yep. the summer. Um, yeah. How, so when is when is your season? How long? How many games? Things like that. Uh, so it was a thirteen game season. I just got home about a week ago, actually. So I'm back in Nashville. Um, but it went from let's see well i flew out june 18th and just got back july like 20th so it was about 40 days total that i was over there so three games a week um pretty fast-paced schedule um yeah so you guys are practicing yeah (laughs) are you guys practicing like where are you staying and i'm assuming you guys all played the same rank yeah so this this league and it is a great league. Like I'm not taking anything away from it or anything like that, but in a way, like, I mean, it is, it's a summer league. Like, I mean, you've seen the beauty league, like you've heard of that where, you know, yeah. all the teams, they kind of have a name and they're all out of the same rink and do the same thing. So that's how this league is. Like we're all centrally owned. So there's, you know, hockey club Tel Aviv, and then there's the bat yam dolphins. But my roommate is a HC Tel Aviv guy. Or, you know, across the hall, I've got someone from the Holon Vipers. Down the hall is someone from another team. So it's all, it's a summer league that is instead of going to camp, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, so like, is it, yeah, so, it, I mean, it, it's cool the way you're explaining it. It does, it sounds like a, like a summer camp for 40 days. I mean, is the, I guess when the league was thought of and brought up and you were involved in the pilot season, is the, the goal like for have, you know, a, a place for guys to play or is it, you know, kind of a tourist attraction for people to come in and watch you guys for, you know, the, the 13 or 14 games, whatever it may be. Like what's the, I guess, what's the goal is the plan to expand the league for a full season or. So ultimately um, what they're trying to do is they're trying to build the skill level of hockey in Israel. Um, Obviously, you know, limited resources of where they are um, since you just looked at a map recently. Um, (laughs) So um, like limited resources in where they are, but I mean, they're surrounded by, you know, good hockey, like for the most part, a lot of Russian immigrants too. but if you look at the team Israel, like their, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like world championship teams, they're, they're silver medalists, they're bronze medalists, they're in division two. So, I mean, there is good hockey over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, like I said, this league is really meant to build the skill level of hockey there. So um, they do have guys that will leave Israel, come to the States and play juniors, do whatever, and then go back and serve if they need to, or um, they find pro leagues elsewhere. Um, but another idea that they're trying to do is they're trying to have a pro team out of Israel. 
I don't know if that'll come to fruition, but that has been kicked around. Yeah, I mean, growing the game, right? Got to do it. Um, That's so. It, and I, you mentioned that you all play at the same rink, kind of stay in the the same spot. Um, is there what's the hockey, you know, scene kind of in Israel? Is there multiple rinks, or there's one rink and you guys are playing at it? So in the country itself, there are three. One is like I said, kind of like a pond, like the lab. So it's not really a rink. It's more mm-hmm. of just you know public skating and figure skating, whenever. And then there is one in like the tippy 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 top of the country, and then there's one right in the middle in Netanya. So they're in the okay. works of building another one. Um, but I mean, hockey—it's not huge there. I mean, people look at us on the street with our hockey sticks, and they think we're <laughs> crazy. And then you tell them you're playing ice hockey, and they look at you like you have ten heads. Right. Are they trying to build like the youth hockey program over there? Like, are you guys involved with like the young guys and girls and, and growing the game? A little so. bit. I mean, they would come out to games because, like I said, one of the teams is all of their coaches and trainers. Um, so that aspect, like there was a lot of the kids that would come watch them and cheer them on. But if you're on any of the other teams, like, yeah, you might get like 10 people. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I kind of want to pivot this to, you know, your, you know, personal experience and playing over there. And you, you mentioned that, you know, you're, you're living in the same spot, but you know, your team, I mean, it's named after bat Yum, but if I'm not exactly sure where y'all are living, um, I mean, you're right on the water. Uh, oh, I mean, what's we're that, all what's in Tel Aviv. Like? like we're all in Tel Aviv. We're all in Tel Aviv and it was a mile walk to the beach. So I was still on the water wow. either way. Yeah. So, so the, Tel Aviv is the city that never sleeps. And if you are a college age kid that is really looking to up your skills, like it's the best <laughs> league ever. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, so, and, and again, I, th- I think we asked about the kind of the practices. I mean, are you guys doing, you know, off ice stuff and, and training and things like that? Or is it, you know, strictly just, just the, uh, the games, I guess. It's whatever you want to make it. Um, so we have some guys that this is their one vacation a year. And so they vacation, they lounge on the beach all day. And then we have some kids that (laughs) are a good deal. Yeah, it's a great deal. Um, (laughs) so that's people like me. Um, and then we have like some kids that are junior age that are trying to progress and, you know, go elsewhere to play. So, you know, they're working out. There's open ice opportunities that you can go to. Um, but it's mainly just games. And then if you want to run and work out, you can get a gym membership or do anything like that. Okay. And so, you know, again, I, I'm a, I, I know some things about, you know, European hockey. And, um, you know, you mentioned it's not a long season. But, I mean, is there a financial incentive to, to do this? Or is it um, you pay in your own way while you're, you're there? paying your own way. Love it. So you can fundraise. But for the most part, you're paying your own way. So, you know, we like to say it's semi-pro, but with the word pro in there, there has to be a money exchange and there is no money exchange, but you're playing semi-pro level hockey mm-hmm. just without the pay. And do they do they charge for your games then? Um, no, like, I mean, it's, it's to grow the game. So Got it's it. free. Okay. And then this year it was really cool. Um, but we were on their version of ESPN. So we had national TV deal. We were broadcasted, like our championship game was broadcasted. And then we had, 
10 games overall throughout the season that were broadcasted. So if they weren't showing Wimbledon, they were showing us, which is pretty cool. That's really (laughs) – no, that's cool. So um, in kind of transitioning back to your, you know, personal experience, you know, you you said you got the captaincy because you were the first one there. Um, (laughs) But, you know, you mentioned, like we talked about club hockey and having, you know, responsibilities off the ice. Um, As captain of your your team over there, is there any other responsibilities that, you know, you have that uh, a normal player, I guess, wouldn't? Um, I mean, a little, like, you got to do some little duties before the games, like submitting rosters, and then um, we did talk to, like, the equipment managers here and there just to make sure that everything was squared away, but um, as far as my experience, I mean, this year our team was an interesting makeup, and this is the really fun thing about playing hockey internationally is... You can turn to your left and try and explain something to someone on the bench and they can have zero clue what you're talking about because they don't <laughs> understand a freaking word. So we had uh, we had these two guys on our team that were like, whenever I say it's high skill, like they both played in the KHL. So okay. one of them played a game with Ovechkin and Backstrom on Dynamo whenever the lockout happened. Oh, um, so like there's good skill and these guys only speak Russian. They don't speak a word of English. So, <laughs> and both of them were my assistant captain. So anytime I'm trying to talk to them, I'm taking pictures of like Google Translate and just putting that in the group. <laughs> um, are, you do- are you doing that on the bench too? Oh yeah. I mean, like luckily we had a little quote unquote coach, um, but we had a guy that spoke English, Hebrew and Russian. So if you needed to talk to anyone, like there was someone that could make it happen, oh, nice. but Nice. We had guys that spoke only Russian, guys that spoke Russian and Hebrew, guys that only spoke Hebrew, and then there's idiots like me that only speak English and nothing else. Like, <laughs> so we we're like four Americans, one Canadian, a bunch of Russians, some Belarusians, um, and then a couple Israelis. Yeah. So do you, like when you guys all go back home, and um, you know, obviously when the season's not going on, do you guys all stay in touch, or is it? more of, hey, we're here to play for 40 days. See you later. Um, so, I mean, like, it, it goes by team. Like, I don't really, you know, associate with, like, some of the other guys from across the league that are in Israel. But mm-hmm. um, as far as, like, our first import group, like, we're all very tight. Um, like, one of our boys is getting married at the end of the month, so we're all flying to New Jersey for that. So, nice. um like we do that and then some of us are playing in an inline tournament together or like beer league tournaments here and there. So, I mean, it's kind of blossomed into something else, but yeah, we're all pretty tight. Yeah. And, and um, again, you mentioned kind of like the different dynamics of the team and the languages, but um, also I, I think this is from your team last year. And I think you had a, your youngest kid or I say kid, the youngest player on the team was a 2003. And then you also had someone on your roster who was born in 1974. Um, yeah. I mean, what's that what's that dynamic like? like, so he could so, be that guy's dad so i think if, if the kid that you're talking about he plays for the uh a wings in toronto he's disgusting um okay. belarusian kid like disgusting um but yeah we had a couple old guys last year and it's just like every year some more of the fat's been trimmed um mm-hmm. so next year will be you know at least all ACHA skill level guys. Um, and then some of the older guys, like 
we had a 43, 44 year old this year. Um, but he has like Dell or Germany two, Germany three, and like experience like that. So he's been pro and super high level. And then he just comes back to Israel to play. But, um, first two years it was all about just okay who can play who can skate all right cool let's get it out there and so when you were uh, obviously when you graduated from eastern kentucky and you took the few years and again honed your honed your skills um what i mean was there any hesitation this you know i'm gonna go to israel and play hockey for a month and a half or were you just sold on it and wanted to just keep playing um, um, I'm go- usually like a pretty timid person uh, whenever yeah. it comes to new things, but I mean, with hockey, it's a little different, but um, it's just that conversation of, oh, I've been out of it for, I think it was like two years, three years, something like that, that I was out of the game. And then it's, mm-hmm. oh, you want me to go back and hit and be hit again? Ah, <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> <Yeah>. that one. <laughs> yeah. like, like, some guys, they tracking. love to revisit those days, but I mean, oh man. Alex, ask your question. You got fighting over there too? Oh yeah. Full fight. So I I look at it like this where I'm not getting paid and I mean I don't have the best face of all, so I wear a bubble. But I mean there's people that are out there in a visor and just want to pound faces. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm, have... I'm looking at I'm looking at your stats from, yeah. from the twenty two, twenty three got uh two. <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a terrible call as well. Um, yeah, your skill was probably like a yeah, like a trip or something probably. It was a trip. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, there's one guy that we have in the league who he plays in the Fed League, and I mean, he all he wants to do is fight. So he'll get one every now and then. But guys. yeah, they're insane. Those Fed guys or something, aren't they, Greg? Oh, yeah, I hear you. That's why I don't do it. Not because of my skill level. I'm too scared. <laughs> Um, so in, in talking about the, the pace of play and, you know, you mentioned, you know, next year, it's going to be more of a kind of an ACHA, uh, level. Um, I mean, is the game played any differently? Is it, you know, we talk about, you know, European, that it's control the puck and the American styles. I mean, it's changing, but it used to be that yeah. dump and chase. Is it, it's, is it similar? Our team was very European. Um, so like I said, we had a lot of like KHL guys, a lot of Belarusian guys. So. It's very much possession and skate and pass, skate and pass, where you would watch the American line, as we call it, go out and dump and chase and bang bodies. F1, F2, F3. Yes. <laughs> F1 hard. <laughs> um, so, in, and as we kind of wrap this up, um, you know, we have a lot of younger listeners, but um, you know, there's always, you know, for the guys that are graduating and they don't know what's graduating from college and they don't know what's going to be next. And obviously in the States, you have, there's the Fed, there's the SP. I mean, if you're lucky enough to get an EC offer, something like that, you know, that's great. But um, I mean, obviously, you, you know, you wanted to continue playing after you're de- using your degree didn't pan out the way you wanted it to. But um, do you, is there any advice you could give to, you know, some of our younger listeners about, you know, there's all, there's spots to play, um, Sometimes you just have to look uh, elsewhere, I guess, not necessarily the yeah, States. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know if you guys are, are you guys from Nashville? Like, have you guys no. been here a while? No. Yeah. No, Mo- moved here 2018. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, even like 2018 time, like, still hockey wasn't huge yet. Yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, I didn't even know that it was a possibility to like go play in Australia or go play in Germany or Sweden or, you know, all these different places where hockey exists. Um, and some of the leagues, they are lower and some of them, they don't pay a lot. Some of them pay for your housing. Some of them give you a job. Um, so they all make it work one little bit of another. And it's just what you're open to and where you're looking at going. Um, like, you know, it sounds funny, but I mean, we had guys from Israel that ended up going to Spain and playing there. And then from Spain, once playing in the Fed, once playing in the Australian League. Um, one player went from our league and played in, uh, I want to say, Finland. Uh, so, I mean, there's everyone pays attention to where you are um, one way or another. And then, you know, just who you work with, who your coaches work with. But just being open to anything, really. Yeah, and always there's always some place to play, right? So, no, that's yeah. cool. And, and you know, um, you know, I appreciate you sharing your story. But I guess is there is there anything like a a funny story about playing in Israel or um, anything you wanna wanna share that maybe we we missed something? You know, obviously Israel isn't or ice hockey is not the the sport of Israel. But any funny in your interaction or something like that? Um, yeah. So we have one guy. He's from Montreal. Um, he makes everyone aware that ice hockey isn't the biggest thing. Um, he lets us know that you never tell a girl in Israel that you're a pro ice hockey player because <laughs> it's the equivalent of telling a Canadian girl that you're a pro ping pong player. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, so would you probably want to be what? Probably soccer. Yeah. Soccer pro soccer or... or basketball. Oh, basketball too. Yeah. And basketball is big there. So I, yeah. So obviously, you know, 14 games, 40 days, um, you know, I, I know you're on the beach and you mentioned you, you go down there and hang out, but I guess, is there anything else the boys get together to do that you can share with uh, youth listeners? <laughs> um, so it is like a little cultural experience as well. Um, so you, a lot of people are in Israel for the first time. So the league's good about doing field trips to like Jerusalem or to the Dead Sea or the Sea of Galilee or, you know, little things like that. So taking people all over the country and then uh, on Friday nights, we do Shabbat dinner. So it's like the day of rest. So um, we all get together and we have a big, massive dinner together. Um, so it's it's a real like community style event. Like it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. I mean, if if anything, I mean, you're you're playing hockey, you're getting a vacation. Oh, I'll call it a vacation, but it's uh, you know, it's an experience that you wouldn't get to do if you weren't playing hockey, right? Or otherwise. Definitely. Um, Alex, you got anything else for Cam? No, this was great though. That was interesting story. I'd never heard of this league yeah, or the teams or any of that. So that's really cool. Yeah, and I was actually, you know, this is, you know, coming to an interview, and again, this is episode uh, twenty-five, and. You know, normally while the the guest is talking, I'm able to think of questions and you know kind of flow it. But um, you know, I'm so I was so interested in, in hearing about it because honestly, I knew nothing about the the league and what it'd be like playing over there. So it was a, a lot of listening, and um, no, it was really cool the the stories you shared and obviously sharing your experience of playing over there. But um, but no, we appreciate you coming on, Cam. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, well, um, I think that'll wrap it up for this episode. Um, and actually, before you let you go, Cam, is there? Are you planning on returning next year? You have that? Oh yeah. Set oh yeah. Oh yeah. You go back. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, um, twist my arm. <laughs> yeah, you got you got you got to keep doing that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this out as long as I can until I'm that yeah, old guy cool. in the league. <laughs> when you come back, yeah, are you playing men's league here or anything? Uh yeah, I play upper B at Centennial, and then I and then I ref as well. So I I wasn't gonna say anything, but I've refed your Nash villains. Is that what they are? The green team? <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> Yeah, we, we've Where? crossed paths a few times. Uh, was that the one at Ford, or were you in Clarksville? I was the one at Ford. It was, like, the beginning of the summer. It was uh, me and Ionello. Okay. Did Greg right, yell well, at you? Yeah, did I yell oh, always. <laughs> uh, one thing I've learned well, is the ref is always wrong, and the bench has the best view of everything. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you can admit that. I, yeah. I mean, I give the refs. I like to think I'm getting better, but I would never, ever ref. I, no, the, me either. I couldn't do it. Couldn't I do didn't it. I didn't in a fist fight. <laughs> um, well, well, again, Cam, thanks for coming on. And, um, you know, if, you, if we see each other uh, in the rings, make sure to, to say hello. But I hope the listeners enjoyed. Um, and uh, we'll talk to everybody uh, on next week's episode. Thanks, guys. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Guys. Yeah.